feeling quite under the weather so we wish for him to get well soon and i'm going to do my best to bust out something entertaining for you guys probably not going to be as long as normal but i i do have some listener questions and things to uh to help me get through so um first up i want to give a big shout out to our buddy fenris in the discord um he gifted us Borderlands 3 for Christmas. So I added it to my Steam library, which, you know, entails, or in turn, gifts it to Ryan as well, since he has access to my library. So big thank you to Fenris for that. And also, the other Dalton, is what we call him, <laughs> um, but a good buddy of mine who is also named Dalton, uh, gifted me Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, which he says is one of his favorite games. It's like a, uh old point-and-click type game and i i have a soft spot for those so i i you know i'm looking forward to that and checking that game out so thank you again you guys really appreciate that also this week or not even this week hell for the past i don't know a week and a half or so uh epic games has been giving away games every day for free um a couple that come to mind um alien isolation uh, my time at Porsche, Portia, Portia, I don't know exactly how to say that, but, um, it's like a Harvest Moon style game, uh, th- that was free as well, um, The Long Dark, uh, Inside, um, t- I think today's was Long Walk in the Woods or something along those lines, or Night in the Woods, yeah, I don't know, but it's been really cool, so I know some people are weird about Epic and, they don't like to use it, but honestly, I've got no problem with them. So, like, I'm I'm all cool with free games, man. It's been sweet. Uh, let's see. What have I been playing this week? I did, uh, for Christmas, get myself a new p- controller for PC. So, I'm, I have a nifty uh, Xbox One controller now. And let me tell you, this thing is sweet. It's got some heft. The controller that I had, while it looks cool and very Austin Powers-like, uh, it's kind of light and seemed, you know, not great quality-wise. So, you know, I uh, the A button stuck like a week after I got it, and then I have a wired 360 controller that is perfectly fine, except for when you press down on the D-pad, it likes to... For some reason, when you press down on the D-pad, it also presses, like, uh, X or B. And that's not cool when I'm playing Skyrim and I'm going through a menu and I'm just randomly accidentally dropping shit because, you know, because my controller's fucked up. So now, hey, it's fixed. Uh, This controller is fucking beautiful. In fact, before I went live, I actually closed Skyrim out to uh, go go live. I'm still steady playing that. My uh, my new wood elf, uh, Valren Telresi. I am stocking up the museum. Uh, in fact, my buddy Dalton that I was just talking about a minute ago, uh, me and him last night were talking to the wee hours in the morning about mods because he is getting into checking out modding 
uh, for Skyrim itself. And man, there are such huge possibilities. I got lazy recently, like I said, and used Wabajack, which is a, it does it all for you. Um, but when you're a beginner, I don't recommend that. In fact, most people who aren't beginners also don't recommend it. But I just was like, fuck it. This is just going to be what I'm going to do. And it is running beautifully. I've uh, I've added a few things to it since I did that. And it still runs flawlessly. So I can't complain, man. I cannot complain at all. So before I get into talking about Postal, we have some listener questions. And uh, first up, Chris Mick, who you guys might know from the Doki Doki Literature Club episode. He was my buddy who joined me on that. He asks, what game did you have the most anticipation for? And was that game how you thought it would be once you finished playing it? Um, I have two answers for this. No Man's Sky is my first one. And I was seriously hyped for that game and when it came out was it everything i wanted it to be no but it showed promise so i'm like you know i i I waved like i said on the last episode when i was on my rant about cyberpunk i was there waving the flag for no man's sky like just give it time just give it time these devs will do everything they can like the sean murray and those guys they know what they're doing just give it time. And look at it now. I can't say that I've finished playing it. I've never seen the end of that game. Uh, I don't know if I ever will see the end of that game. But do I enjoy playing it? Absolutely. fucking lutely it's, it's tremendous. Like flying around in space, exploring all these different planets. I, I fucking love it. It's, it's wonderful. Um, even with friends and that's like that's another thing is that game is cross platform for everything so if you have it on xbox or playstation or pc and you know your friend has it for something else like if he has it for playstation per se or xbox and then i we i've got it on pc i can still play with them and that is tremendous like more games need to fucking implement that they need to stop being greedy it's like sony and microsoft need to just start like making out get the fuck along because we want crossplay, you know, just fucking do it. Was that uh, Shia LaBeouf? Just do it. <laughs> oh man, Ryan's gonna love listening to this because he's not here to rein me in. <laughs> um, okay, so my second my second answer for that is Kingdom Hearts three, and. I am torn on Kingdom Hearts 3. I really enjoyed it, but it seemed kind of short to me. And there's some people who said that they thought that game dragged on too long, and I disagree, personally. I just want more Kingdom Hearts, and all of the Kingdom Hearts, you can just give give it to me. But I can understand why some people would, you know, dislike it. It didn't quite have the charm that the first and second game had it looked beautiful that game looked amazing even on my base ps4 i didn't even have a pro to run it in fake h uh, fake 4k or whatever but in the end it was just it didn't make my games of the year list and that that's sad because i was hyped for that game for years 
years. But what can you do? So Chris's second question was, what game changed your opinion? Like a game you didn't think you would like and you ended up loving it. Cuphead. I thought I was going to absolutely hate Cuphead because of how frustratingly difficult it was. And I quickly realized that while it was incredibly frustrating, it was uber satisfying when I finally beat it. Oh, man. It, or You know, I never beat the game, but like when I would beat a boss that just took me ages and ages and ages, and when I finally killed it, I would just be so ecstatic that, yeah, I would just be like, fuck yeah. And it gave me like this rush of good feelings. And, um... Yeah, so I, I would say Cuphead for for that. Um, now, up next, we got Kana. And Kana asks, what was the favorite game that you got for Christmas? Um, well, there there's a few things that we can do about this. I'll tell you about my the past, and then I'll tell you what I got for myself for Christmas because I kind of splurged on myself because I just wanted to and you know I don't have like kids or a wife or anything like that so it's like I if I have money I'm gonna spend it how the fuck I want so I did anyways I'm just rambling on um I would say that the Christmas that I got my PlayStation 2 was really really good um, I loved that system. It's probably the system that I hold nearest to my heart. Uh, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. Hell, even the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. Like, I, up until recently, was a Sony gamer, like, through and through. Um, I had Xboxes, and I had, you know, a 360, but when my 360 red ringed of death me, I fucked, fucked that, and I got a PS3 instead, and... Yeah, I, I, I'm mostly a Sony person, and uh, <clears throat> but as far as games, man, that's that's a tough one because I've gotten a lot of games over the years for Christmas because that was my thing growing up. Um, uh, maybe maybe when I got Metal Gear Solid Two for the PlayStation Two, and I was just like, holy shit! Like it was such a step up from Metal Gear One. And then, like, the whole the whole flip where, like, you're playing is riding, it, that was wild. That was wild. But I didn't mind it. I know a lot of people hate it, but I didn't mind. I love riding. I think he's a sweet fucking badass character. But some people were, like, think he's some kind of, like, whiny little wimp or whatever. And I don't know. Maybe, I like, I, uh, I relate to the outcast type feeling. So, like, when, when he's putting that forth in the game and people are like yeah he's being whiny it's like well no he's being angsty and it was like at that at that age i totally i totally understood that <laughs> so that that game was really cool um and grand theft auto 3 i remember grand theft auto 3 blowing my mind because when i put it in it loaded and it took me right into the game there was no menu or anything like that and i was just so blown away i remember running into my parents room and being like there was no menu. There was no. It just loaded right into the game. There's no start menu. There's no settings. No options. No nothing. It was. It was so cool. Little did they know what game they had gotten me. 
Um, but for this year, uh, I added some stuff to the Steam library. Uh, I got Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition, which is the original Cyber Sleuth and Hacker's Memory, which are both... Uh, it's basically the same story told from two different perspectives. I love Digimon, Pokemon, anything like that, so I, of course, had to snag that. It was on it was on sale. Could not pass it up. Um, I got... I had some older versions uh, from back in my pirating days of uh, Ease 8 and Final Fantasy 12, and I actually bought those um, because while... I don't necessarily say you shouldn't pirate things. I think that if you pirate something and you really enjoy it, that you should pay for it. And you should give the developer money. Um, because people fucking worked hard on that, you know? So, you know, if you, if you pirate it, you really dig it, buy it. Just be fair. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, I got those... I got I oh I got Fallout seventy six and this was brought up in the Discord, uh Turtle Bear Man or Nate, who will uh come up in the questions here in a minute, said I said, Man, I'm I'm torn about getting Fallout seventy six. I said it's really cheap. It was like it's like thirteen dollars until the fifth. And he's like, Well, you kinda have to. He goes, you know, with you Championing, championing Cyberpunk 2077 and No Man's Sky, and they had really rough launches. Don't you think that you should give Fallout 76 a try? And I said, son of a bitch, Nate, you're right. So I did. I got it. And I have to say, that game's fantastic. I don't know what fucking people's issues are. Um, but I really like it so far. I'm not very far into it, but so far I think it's very enjoyable. Um, so I got a bundle, or not a bundle, I'm sorry, I got a free game, because I gotten some stuff off of fanatical.com, which I got Yakuza Kiwami 1 and 2, um, Shinmu 1 and 2, Bayonetta, and they were like, hey, here's a free game, and it was a game called Enigmatis, The Ghosts of Maple Creek, which I have never heard of, but it seems like a point-and-click type game, um, Time lapse. I got time lapse. I got near automata. Game of the yo. Yorha edition. Uh, it's probably something to do with the game in there. Um, I got ease books one and two chronic or ease one and two chronicles plus. So now we have ease one and ease two, and also ease memories of Celseta. And Dragon Age Inquisition. So now we have all the Dragon Age games. Which I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I hope Ryan, I hope you're listening, so you can know this. Um, any so, I know I said that the only series that I wanted to do in order was the Legend of Heroes series. Um, I'm gonna amend that. Any game that we can carry over character progress, I think we should play in order. So, um, Divinity Original Sin one and two, we should do in order. Um, Pillars of Eternity one and two, we should do in order. Uh, Dragon Age games, we should do in order because you can carry on your characters, and I think that that would be. Uh, a cool way to get more invested in what we're doing. You know what I mean? It's like if we're playing the same character that we created through different games. It's pretty sweet. You know what I mean? I mean, that's one of the reasons I love the Ease series is because you always play as Adol. So you're always getting these different adventures of Adol. And 
seeing what kind of shenanigans he's going to get into this time. And you build that relationship with that main character, be it somebody you create or a character that you just play, like Geralt or Adol or whoever. Uh, Nepnep from Neptunia, you know, fucking who, who, who knows? It depends on who you are, but I feel that that is a good way to start a great journey is character building because once you get that relationship built and you're like, okay, I'm invested. I, I really like these people or maybe you dislike them and you want to see what happens to that particular villain or whatever, or you want to make one of your party members life a living hell because you can't stand them. Whatever your preference may be. Just, I just think that that adds to the game, personally. All right. Uh, Kana's second question was, would you still eat pussy if it were made illegal? And my answer to that is absolutely. I'd be going to, like, the pussy-eating bars, the real seedy, you know, joints you go in. Um, the speakeasies. Go into a pussy eating speakeasy and walk in there and order a drink and a cigar and a muff and dive in. You know? <laughs> so, yes, Connor, I would still eat pussy if it were made illegal. It's too fun not to. What can I say? Like, that's one of the easiest ways to help please your woman. It's, it's the way to go. So Nate asks, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to ask this one again to Ryan as well. Um, what game surprised you the most in this first year of doing the podcast? And I say that I'm going to ask Ryan as well, but I can guarantee that his answer will probably be the last tinker or the last tinker. Yeah. Um, mine would probably, probably be, yeah, it would probably be the last tinker or wonder boy because I did not realize how good wonder boy that remake was, uh, until I really got into it and was playing it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say Last Tinker or City of Colors, probably for both of us. Like I went into that, did not expect that game to be that good. Um but on the same vein, I did not expect Bug Snacks to be as nearly as good as it was. Uh or I didn't expect the story to be nearly as good as it was. So I'll I'll give it to those. I'll I'll say those two. I'll say the Last Tinker, City of Colors and bug snacks those are the games that surprised me the most in this first year unless you're talking about literal surprises then we'll go with resident evil 7 because that game scared the shit out of me and surprised me all the time <laughs> and the final question from one tyler of tadpog fame that is Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a wonderful podcast if anyone out there likes listening to retro games and dudes talking about dicks and buttholes and making jokes and take the games and the jokes and have a good time is what you want to do. Check out Tadpog. I can't recommend it enough. I love Tyler and Dave. Those guys are fucking rad. Tyler wants to know, how did you lose your virginity? Well... I'm going to change the name. So let's call the girl Danica Patrick. <laughs> Just because that's the first name that came to my head. So uh, I was in, I don't know, seventh grade, eighth grade. And uh, 
Danica Patrick was my girlfriend at the time. Um, I think I was 15 and she was 14. I don't know. It was so many years ago. Um, and she comes over one day after school. And we're sitting in my living room. And we're watching TV. Probably TBS after school comedy block. Uh, Drew Carey show. Yes, dear. Everybody loves Raymond Seinfeld. All of that jazz. Basically, all of the TV shows that formulated my humor growing up. And we start, you know, she scoots in closer. Start, we start making out. A little touching here and there. She hops over onto my lap. Starts straddling me. We're making out. Um, and I go to pull her shirt off. And she stops me. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. You know, this is like, I'm new to this. I don't know where to do what and who to touch where and what what's going on. So we just go back to making out. And about five minutes later, she looks at me. And she just fucking rips her shirt off. Like, with the quickness. Just whew, gone. And we start kissing more. And then she leans back and she says, let's make this more comfortable. And grabs me by my shirt, takes me into my room. So we go into my room, we're laying in my bed, and uh, she removes her clothing. Um, I remove my clothing, and uh, I am having what you call uh, an issue that, uh, in layman's terms, my dick wouldn't get hard. And I'm like, why? Why is it doing this to me? I assume it's because I was so nervous. But, uh, so she, uh, quickly remedies that with what I like to refer to as a mouth hug. And we ended up having sex and, uh, it was, it was, it was good. I, I lasted longer than I thought I would for the first time. I don't remember it being like mind blowingly spectacular for her or, or me because we were both new to it. But, uh, that was the, the first time that I ever had sex. Now, on a similar, uh, and it's only similar because it was with the same girl. Years later, um, me and this girl are at a party together, and we come home back to my place, and we go into my room, and we're laying there, and she she has a boyfriend, so I'm not trying anything at this time. And she snuggles up with me and lays her leg over my lap and starts rubbing her leg up and down on my lap, which obviously caused a... Uh, a tent to be pitched, a boner, if you will. And uh, once she noticed that, man, she fucking jumped on that thing like a vampire smelling blood and just, like, went to town. And we had sex for, like, a long time. We finish up. We're done. We're laying in bed watching TV. And I look over at her, and I said, man, I was not expecting that. And she bursts into tears because she cannot believe that she just did that, and she had a boyfriend at the time, which I won't go into that. Yeah, he was not accessible to her at the moment, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I'm fucking laying there. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't, I did not, I was not aware of this until afterwards. Like, I know I'm speaking of it like, oh, yeah, she had a boyfriend. But, like, I knew of him. I didn't think it was serious or anything, if that makes sense. Like, she had mentioned him, and I figured that they might have been dating, but it wasn't serious. Well, then after all this happens, she, like, lets me know that it was a little more serious than I had been led on to believe. And I'm like, oh. So, yeah, I've had some interesting interesting things with that girl over the years. Uh, still love her to death. She's a good person. Um, 
But yeah, there you go, Tyler. That's how I lost my virginity. <laughs> Talking about that shit on the internet. Well, that was kind of freeing, not going to lie. Hope you all enjoyed it. Now, let us get to why you have probably congregated here. Uh, Postal 2. What a ridiculous fucking game this was. I personally... Oh, just hit myself in the face with the mic, and I'm going to leave that in, too. <laughs> God damn. So, Postal 2, I liked it more than I probably should have. I really, really enjoyed this game. I know Ryan was like, I'm having a lot of fun, but this game is fucking stupid. <laughs> and, and, and in a way, he's not wrong. Like, it is pretty dumb, but... It's just tremendous. The whole game is just designed for you to do these menial, mindless, normal, everyday tasks and bore you to the point that you just start killing everybody. At least that's what I got from it. And then if you complete the tasks like a normal person would, then something weird would happen and you would end up having to shoot your way home. A um, couple examples of this. When you go into the library... Um, there was a bunch of like protesters protesting about burning books and stuff. And, uh, oh, and this game is not politically correct. Um, you can hit R on your keyboard to pull your dick out and piss on people. Um, you can set somebody on fire and then piss the fire out. Uh, which is just, just tremendous. <laughs> in the, uh, in the library uh in the in the if you go up into this one section on the one side of the room is porn and it, you, you see all these like little creepy looking dudes looking at the porn and on the other side is how to build a bomb and there is a um what looks like Osama bin Laden standing there uh reading a book about how to build a bomb yeah <laughs> uh one of the first missions that you get is to go to running with scissors which is the company who did this game and get your paycheck. Well, when you get there, there's a bunch of protesters outside uh, that basically says, s censor these shitty games that Running With Scissors makes. And you go in, you get your paycheck, your boss tells you you're fucking fired. And then all the protesters just whip out guns and run inside. So you have to shoot your way through the protesters to get back out of the building and then put your gun away before the cops see it. Because uh, if the cops see you, they'll tell you to throw your gun on the ground and you have to, you know, surrender, yada, yada, yada. Or you can just run. That's what I always did. Um, I think my favorite gun in this game was definitely the shotgun. I I adored the shotgun, but uh, my favorite weapons were definitely the melee weapons. Um, the axe and the scythe in particular. I was just wrecking people. Because... The dismemberment was just hilarious. Somebody's pointing a gun at you, and you swing the axe at them, and you just cut their arm off, and they just start running away from you with one of their arms going. Like, I had a guy come at me, and I swung the scythe, and I just chopped him completely in half. Right through the stomach. And I was like, Jesus. But love it. Love it, love it, love it. The dismemberment was too good. It was too good. Um, some other things, uh, one of the missions that you had to do was you had to go and piss on your dad's grave and then leave from there, go vote, and pick up a Christmas tree. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff. Like, uh, I came across this, like, party in the streets of these people that were dancing and twerking to death metal. I don't know how else to describe 
what I saw, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> um, one one cool thing that this game did, well, a couple cool things this game did. Um, the first being, when you go into the butcher uh, area to get some meat, which you end up having to fight your way through the back to end up getting to the meat that you need, um, there is like this illusion of reflection on the glass. And it's like a very uh, almost see-through image of a reflect, like an actual reflect. Somebody walked in and took a picture of a reflection on a, the inside of a butcher shop uh, shelf window, and they implemented that into the game. When you go over to like the vending machines and stuff, like you can see inside the vending machines, it's a legitimate picture of the inside of a vending machine just put in there. So everything looks real because it is. It's just wild what they could do back then and to make it simulate more. Now, this game came out in 2003. In fact... Let me hit you with some Wikipedia information. Postal 2 is a 2003 first-person shooter developed by Running With Scissors. It is the sequel to the 1997 game Postal and was released for Microsoft Windows in April 2003, Mac operating systems in 2004, uh, April 2004, and Linux in April 2005. Postal 2, as well as its predecessor, have received notoriety for their high levels of violence, <clears throat> stereotyping, and black comedy. Unlike the first game, Postal 2 is played completely in first person and based in the Unreal Engine 2. Set in the fictional town of Paradise, Postal 2 follows the life of the Postal Dude, who must carry out mundane tasks throughout an in-game week, with the player deciding how violently or passively he will react to various situations. The player navigates the open world to carry out his chores, with player choice having an effect on the setting. The game received a vastly mixed reception from critics upon release, but has gained a cult following among audiences. The game has received several expansion packs, and in December 2003... A multiplayer expansion pack was released titled Postal 2 Share the Pain. The game remains continually updated with a new expansion pack titled Paradise Lost released in April 2015. That's wild. Now, another thing. Um, this game had an Easter egg in it that I found uh, that <clears throat> was pretty interesting because the game came out in 2003 and there's a mall in the game. And there was a place in the mall that said, closed for renovations, reopening August 2016. So August 2016 rolls around, and they released an update. And if you go to that spot, there was now a hole in the fence. You go through the hole in the fence, and you go through these corridors, and you find an, an Oculus sitting there. And you're like, what the fuck? That, that was not around in 2003. So you put the VR thing on. And it takes you to like this matrixy room where there's numbers and stuff running up and down the walls. <clears throat> and it's a game store. So you sit there and you wait in line like you do and everything else. And you get up to the counter and you can buy a copy of Postal. <laughs> and the, the guy tells you at the counter, he's like, yeah, don't buy Postal 3. That game is a piece of shit. And... What's funny about that is that Running With Scissors did not do Postal 3. So they just are like, don't don't buy that game, which just cracked me up. Cracked me up. 
Uh, but there are other places in the mall. One says like we'll we'll open again or you know we'll reopen 2026, and then there's one that's like 2089. So there's no telling if they'll ever update this game again. But that would be pretty pretty damn hilarious. Not gonna lie. Oh man, what else can I say about Postal Man? Um, terrorists attack the church. Like when you're going through there, uh, I had to take on the government. Then they were trying to kill my uncle, who was like this crazy hippie dude. But I ended up having to kill my uncle, who's a crazy hippie dude. Anyway, it was it was a big thing. It was a whole thing. <laughs> uh, do I recommend this game? Absolutely. Uh, if you've got you know ten bucks or whatever it costs to throw at it. It, it's wild. Um, I just started the Apocalypse Weekend, which is one of the DLCs, and you get shot in the head, and you're in the hospital. <clears throat> you wake up, and you're, like, having this dream where you're in bed with this really, like, quote-unquote sexy girl. I say that because the animation's pretty rough, but and you wake up in the hospital, and you start having, like, these flashes of I don't know what to describe it like all the walls turn into like this weird gross type stuff and all the people are zombies and you have to fight your way out uh you're seeing the hallucinations basically and uh I look forward to playing through the rest of that and checking it out but uh you know um this probably would have been a bit longer if uh Ryan were here but I you know I didn't want to leave you guys hanging for the week um and, of course, now that I'm looking, uh, my buddy Matt is like, hit me up if you need somebody to help you. And, yeah. Oh, well, it's too late. But, Matt, I love you anyway. I appreciate you. Thank you very much uh, for offering. But, uh, yeah, man. If you like the show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That would be rad. Um if you noticed, I'm messing around with new intro music and, like, voiceover type things. So uh, let me know what you think of it. Uh, this is going to be the first episode that I get, you know, actually put it on there and try it out. Uh, so, you know, hit us up on the Discord, which is pinned at the top of our Facebook page, which you can find at uh, facebook.com slash Steam Machine Podcast. Or Twitter, you know, is uh, at Steam underscore podcast. Um, and we have a Facebook group now uh the steam machine podcast lounge please uh you're more than welcome to come and join uh share memes uh, talk about gaming talk about whatever the fuck you want just keep it civil with everybody we don't want any arguments or fighting or anything unless it's all in good fun you know this is a happy place just a happy place and our discord is small but a loving crew so you know just check us out man we really appreciate you listening uh, Ryan, I hope you feel better, brother. Uh, thanks again to Fenris. Thanks again to the the other Dalton. Uh, thanks again to Matt. Thanks again to everybody listening to this motherfucking show. You know, everybody who asked a question, and uh, you guys are the reason that we keep doing this, man. So, for the, for uh, for the Steam Machine Podcast, I'm Dalton, and as always, guys, take it easy. Join our group, the Steam Machine Podcast Lab. You can also find us on Twitter at Steam underscore podcast. We thank everyone for listening, and as always, we'll catch you next week.